We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Just just in, we have a, a, a new guest, Patrick Manelli. <laughs> Patrick Manley, the longest tenured player in Chicago Bears history. I just uh, want to thank the Bears organization for an incredible 16 years. Score football pregame and postgame show co-host. We're winning ugly, which means the offense sucks. Master in the art of the long snap. Do you have any kids? I do. Check out longsnapper.com. Have them start early to learn how to long snap. He even has a signature beer. Long snapper IPA. The can artwork's me long snapping a ball on top of an El Camino. I have an El Camino, so the artwork's great. The beer's great. Patrick Manley. That was a good snap. With Bernstein and Holmes on 670 to score. How long does it take to grow the mullet? The gourmet mullet? Why is it gourmet? Because it's awesome. Let's talk with Patrick Manley, who you can find on Twitter, at Patrick Manley. You can also find him right here on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Patrick is the co-host of the Score Football pregame show, Sunday, 9 a.m. to game time, and the postgame show that begins the end of the game, host of Golf 360. Patrick, uh, we're talking about a, a lot of different things right now, but uh, what is uh, heavy in, on our minds is... What happened last night and yes. the prognosis for DeMar Hamlin? What was your, uh, what what did you think and feel as this was going on? Yeah, so I was actually watching the game. I've listened to you guys this morning just because I wanted to catch up to get your thoughts and, and get some more information of what was going on. But my wife and I were watching the game and I just said, oh my God. And my wife's like, what happened? She looked up from her phone and we sat there kind of in silence for the next, what, 30, 45 minutes just watching all that was taking place. And what scared me the most, guys, is, you know, I was lucky to play a long time in this league. You see injuries every week. Um, you see guys carted off. Um, you don't see the ambulance come out often, but you, you see major injuries. You see guys tear their knees, head injuries. And everybody's – you're not desensitized to it. That's not the right way to say it, but you understand it's part of the game. And so you look at people and your teammates around you. You're trying to figure out the severity of what's going on. Then you can kind of figure out, oh, it might be an ACL. Okay, oh, it's a concussion or whatever. And guys kind of react, and you can understand their reaction. Like, okay, we've seen this before. He's going to be okay. When you saw the reaction of the guys on the field crying, putting their hand over their mouth, turning away, uh, burying their head on the turf, that scared me. That meant to me that, you know, they've seen a lot of other injuries in the league before, and this was something different. And it was completely different, obviously, what we're finding out now. And that's what made it so scary. And I just I hope this young man turns out to be okay. But 
it's uh it's a scary feeling because you become really close with your teammates you know it's it's a brotherhood some guys you're closer with others but you know the teammate the, 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 just the, the, the bonds you build with these guys become very close, and it's uh, got to be hard for both those teams to be on that field to see that. Uh, it's hard for me being an NFL veteran seeing that, but for the Buffalo Bills and what they're going through to see one of their teammates go down like that, it's got to be very, very tough. When Johnny Knox got hurt, mm-hmm. how did you all deal with that in real time? Yeah, so I had a different situation. That's the first thing I thought about. I had tore my ACL that season a couple weeks prior, and then that week before I had an ACL surgery. I was sick of sitting at home. I wanted to go to the game. They said, well, you can't be on the sideline with your knee and all that stuff. So I was sitting in the training room. So I had a little bit of different perspective that I was in the training room watching it and seeing the replay over and over and over. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. You know, just thinking about Johnny's, you know, three years playing with that guy. And that's what I'm talking about. Just you're even within three years, Johnny Knox was loved in that locker room. I was good friends with him. Um, and to see a teammate go down like that is very difficult. So I'm sitting in the training room, and next thing you know, I see the cart go out, and I'm trying to get off the training table to get out of the training room to give him his space and all the doctors for everything. And one of the assistant trainers comes running in. He's like, no, 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 you can stay right there. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, we have to take him directly to the hospital. And that's when, again, as a teammate, you're more scared because then you think it's more severe because most of the times get injured, guys get injured, they go to the training room, the doctors take care of them there. But that was scary. That was very scary. So I was not on the sideline with my teammates to get their reaction, but that was my reaction to it that, you know, you just feel terrible for him. And then to hear that he's not coming to the training room, going to the hospital is just even scarier. I, I mean, that must have been awful for you because, mm-hmm. like, you're, you're, you're having to deal with this alone. Yeah, I was. I was sitting there by myself. And you just watch. And the sad thing, too, is you're on the field, right? You don't see the, the replay. It's like being at home, you get you, you see the replay and you see the severity of it and you you see it over and over and over. And that was what the scary part was, that you could tell how severe it was. And then when you watch, you know, all the medical staff running out there, it was scary. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's not fun. That's, that's just part of this game, though, guys. You know, when we sign up for it and we play, we know it's a possibility, but you never want to see it to happen. But, um, God, it's just awful. I, I just feel terrible for that kid and terrible for those those guys and – I uh, just hope everything's okay. I find it interesting that you initially used the word desensitized, mm-hmm. and then you said we're not desensitized to it. Right. And yet, the more I think about it, I think it's a matter of semantics. It is. I it I, is, I, I I think you you must desensitize yourself from the literal definition of that. It you 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 have to compartmentalize to the point where you wouldn't be able to do your job. No, if you, you were, if you were sensitive to what was actually happening out there and what the real dangers were and are, then I guess I mean it is it is that I'm just I'm not a wordsmith like you, but it is like uh, Michael Schofield goes down, looks like an ACL, right? You know, and then the next guy's got to come in. You just keep playing, and then the sad thing is he tears his ACL at the end of the year. He might be all done for next year. This could be his career being kind of a journeyman guy. So that stuff you you process and you deal with. But again, it's just part of the business, and that's the really tough part of the business when you become close to these guys and see things like that happen to them. As a captain, not a player rep, but as mm-hmm. a captain, what did you think of the way that – it seemed to me I, – I don't have any proof to back this up, but it seemed to me the decision to, to not play this game yeah. was made on the field, not from 345 Park Avenue. 100%. And I, I, I feel like that. I'm glad you brought that up, and I know you guys discussed a little bit in the first part. But being in that locker room – being around and being a you know veteran player, captain, whatever you want to call it, players have a lot of say. 
you know, they can go to, I mean, I've seen, let's just say, this is a stupid thing. We've been in practice locker rooms late in the year and they're like, oh, we're wearing full pads. And guys are like, no, we're not. You guys go talk to the head coach. We can't wear full pads. We're too beaten up. We've got to get our voice known that, you know, we've got to change this. This is obviously a different situation, but I'm just saying that players can go to their coaches and make things happen. And I'm just wondering how much those two coaches in their locker rooms are looking around at each other, guys with their pads off, talking to each other, praying, talk, you know, doing whatever they're doing, grieving, whatever they're doing about the situation. They're like, Mike, I can't put these guys out there. We just cannot play a game. And I'm hoping the players noticed that as well, went to the coaches and said, listen, you know, we've been taught everywhere from every level in football. It's, you know, they're, they're up in, in locker rooms, they're in meeting rooms, they're all over buildings in, in NFL football, college football, uh, high school football, faith, family, and football, right? In that order. Football's third. And I think that's just been what players have been taught their entire career, and that's the way it should be. And that's what, to me, is important that they make the decision. We can't go out there and play. Football's third. This is about, you know, this is about health, family, faith, whatever it is. And then football's way down the list. So I, I, I do feel, Lawrence, that they went to their coaches, and if not, the coaches saw how they were were dealing with this and like, there's no way we can go play a game. I don't even think it you, it has to be organized or it has to be formalized. Look at their faces. That's exactly. And, and exactly. That, and that's the when, body language, everything. Right, yes. right. And, and, and any coach worth their salt, at the very minimum, can feel that. That's, mm-hmm. your, that's your job. That's yes. just, I mean, that, that empathy, that understanding as a manager, as a leader, as a coach, is to know that. And I thought it was overwhelming that both coaches under. This station is participating in a test of the Illinois Emergency Alert System. This system was developed to provide information to the public during emergencies. This was a test. Their pads off, I'm not going back out there. So how do you feel the team if you don't have everybody going out there to play? That could have been done as well. I mean, I, you know, guys are going to give their voice, especially in a situation like this. And the other thing, too, is you guys have seen it. Coaches, head coaches are closer to some players, you know, their captains or whoever. They might not even be captains to get the voice of the team. So mm-hmm. I'm sure those conversations are going on as well. But I do, I would not be surprised if a lot of players took their pads off and said, blank this, I'm not going back out there. This is bull if you even think we're going to do it. Um, you know, we're, we're stuck here together. Game's over. Patrick, what was the heart thing that you had? AFib, atrial fibrillation. Um, that's just your, your heart gets out of rhythm. Um, I had it happen on like a Wednesday during practice or during the uh, in between practice. I went to the treadmill and uh, didn't feel right. It was scary. Went to the training room. They sent me to the hospital. They had to do the old paddles on me to to get me back into normal rhythm. Um, so it was a scary time. But what I did is, you know, I talked to shoot four or five heart doctors, leading heart doctors around the country, and they guaranteed me I would be fine after that. Mm-hmm. And I ended up playing that weekend. But I did my due diligence of talking to the right doctors and getting the right medical information to make sure I was okay. But it was a scary time. Did you have an ablation or or just the defibrillation? Okay. They did the uh, IV drop at first. um, uh, Excuse me, IV drip at first. Some people get back into rhythm that way, and they couldn't get me back into rhythm. They're like, sorry, we've got to put the paddles on you. And that was a little scary, and fortunately I was okay. Never had a problem since. You were bruised, though, right, because of the 
oh man, I was sore as can be. Cause you, just picture this. This is kind of, you, you basically just fold in a V because you're getting shocked so hard. Your whole body, you know, contracts. So I was very sore for the next two days. Wow. Yeah. Um, obviously it's a hard left turn to talk about anything that has to do with football, mm-hmm. but would love to know if, if you're in the bears locker room, do you want to see Justin Fields play this week? I do. Um, I do. I'm just a firm believer, but I've gone back and forth. I went back and forth on the post game show uh, this past week that I'm a believer. If you're if you're healthy, you play. Um, but here's my problem, and I love what Justin Fields is saying, and I love what he said about Chase Claypool and all that stuff too. But I just think he's become a leader for this team, and he's obviously the face of the franchise. But you want the guy to go out and play. But I think there is a time when a coach needs to step in and say, "Nope, you're done. Safety, health. You know, coach talked about these are experiences for him." Right, but what kind of experience is it? I mean, that, some of the stuff in the second half of last last game, but that's not an experience. That's running for your life. That's not really processing football and, and getting valuable reps. So I think sometimes a head coach can just step in and say, listen, uh, I pulled him for these reasons. Justin wanted to play. He begged to play, you know, all that kind of stuff, but I pulled him. I want him to start the game. If it gets ugly like it did last week, it's time to sit him. I, I, I believe that, and I'm not one to say that normally, but it got that ugly with – with so many injuries up front, it's it's really difficult to execute an offense. Look, Patrick, I'm I I don't like using the word quit because I know how hard guys right. plan and prepare to play, but that really felt like quit on Sunday. It, it was ugly, man. It, it's a little bit of both, man. When we talked about the talent, I, I was joking on the post game show that I'm pulling up the roster. And I'm supposed to be a Bears expert. I'm pulling up the roster to figure out who some of these guys are out there late in the game after some of these injuries. And that's just that's just what it is. They don't have the talent. And then it just felt like, hey, man, this thing's out of control. Uh, a couple guys I do question. Juwan Risker lately, just the last couple weeks, his effort has not been there the same way, kind of in the run fits and just his tackling, what he's done before. Um, so, yeah, some of the effort is bad. But overall, to me, it's mostly a talent deficiency. And that's that's the biggest problem with this team. And that's that's what stinks with the NFL late in the year like this. And I've been on teams like this. You're you're playing with guys who were practice squad guys that came in in week 11 and they ended up being starters. And you just know you don't really have a chance to win. Not e- even off the street guys. Yeah, that's who, what I mean. I mean, <laughs> not just practice squatters who you were in training camp with. Guys, just randos yeah. who were trying to stay in shape. And, and, yeah. and, and the fact is, and I, we called it. We knew it. We knew it when we saw this roster. We knew when we saw that the, the bottom third of the roster, even at the start of the season, was horrendous. And knowing that December and January were going to be ugly, this is what it looks like. This is this is when ugly comes home to roost. And I would not play Justin Fields. They, they can dress it up and, and, and describe it however they want. But they have to make sure they don't win this game. Because <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't come this far... In your bottoming out right. year, you you come you you are this close to grabbing a top two pick, and the difference between a top two and a top four is material. So don't true. screw it up. Very true. No, and I agree with that because you trade down for one, you're getting a boatload of picks and good picks, right? So I understand that, but there's a way to when to address it. Dress them up, play them a couple series, then pull them. Okay. You know that's just I just I just I think you're sending a bad message to the team if you're trying to build the culture and what he's talking about with a. Uh, you know, building a standard and a culture here, I think it's a bad message if you sit him from, you know, you just put him in a street clothes uh, at the beginning of the game. I, I, I would not do that if I'm a coach. After two months of this, what do you make of the situation with Chase Claypool? <sighs> Question mark, man. I don't understand it. But like I said, I, what what Justin Fields said, uh, oh, here was sad. To, to, what he said about Chase Claypool and what the way he acted on the sideline, that's a leader. 
That's a guy that's well-respected in that organization. That's a guy that I love the way he said it, and I don't like the way that Chase Cool went about it. And what I do hate is he did not answer for his actions. All players hate answering for other players and their bad actions, play or whatever it is. Stand up for yourself. Talk about what you did, why you did it. Don't have somebody else talk about you for what you're doing wrong. That, that's one thing to me that I can't stand. So that gives me a little bit of a black eye about uh, what I've seen so far. But the other thing is, how injured is he? I don't know. Um, so is that why there were limited snaps in the first half? But then the second half, he plays more. And then they don't target him. So I, I don't know. But I do not like what I saw from the game, the way uh, the way he went about his actions and having another teammate have to answer for you. I've been trying to figure out whether or not it, it makes – like if you were going to play Justin, like could you just say, all right, Justin, we're, we're going to run 10 plays and get you out of there. You're, you're going to primary target Claypool – on okay. six of them, you know, like, and, and yeah. make that the thing. Can something like that be done? And does, do, would it have any value at this point? Or is the value in them getting to the offseason, working together at some offsite, and then getting into it as the, the preseason stuff starts? Well, I think you could kind of handle that. You said the word, you could handle this game like a preseason game. Yeah, you call those plays like you're talking about, because I think those live. Game reps are very valuable. Seven on seven during the offseason with Chase Claypool, that's not realistic football. Get him as many live reps in that game as possible, but treat it maybe like a preseason game. That If it's going well and he is protected and everything's okay, keep him in there, keep him going. But if it does get out of control like the, the Lions game, 24 to 10, and just, kind of, you know, just out of control up front, then you pull him. But I think those reps are very, very valuable. I understand having him healthy for the offseason, all that kind of stuff, but... Every, everybody plays every game. There's a chance to get injured, but I think those reps are valuable if they are a good experience. Good stuff today, Patrick. Thank you. You bet, guys. Talk That's to you soon. Patrick Manley. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.